Good day, good folks. You are listening to Talk That Keeps You Woke. And with your awakening, we hope that you will take in the information and knowledge we provide. So make sure you like and subscribe while you hop on this ride as we inform, persuade, entertain, and engage in discussion. Welcome to Potlicker Podcast, which is knowledge to feed your soul. I may go one half of Potlicker. I go by Dr. A, the inquisitive one. A great debater, Mr. Slow Talker, a rhetorician, and an all-around nice guy, and a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The other half of Potlicker is my homie, my dear friend for more than 30 years, Ken Parker Jackson Esquire, the legal one, Mrs. Creativity, never obnoxious, the gifted one, a terrific lady, and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Well, we're back better than ever. How you doing, partner? How was your time off? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone. My time off was great, as usual. It was very relaxing, and it's always good to get a break. Happy Juneteenth, Dr. A. How are you? I'm good. Right back <laughs> at you. Uh, had a good Father's Day. Went to church. Heard a funny sermon um don't uh, what book was it in uh, i think we were back in luke mm-hmm. yeah, we were in luke uh but th- i guess it really wasn't the sermon it was uh him talking about one of the pastors in the church when they went on uh to a conference mm-hmm. and how uh she was treating the rest of the pastors it, it was funny um <laughs> So the day started with a laugh. We went out, had a delicious meal, and I came back and I went to sleep. <laughs> wow, you deserve it. All yeah. good fathers deserve rest on Father's Day. I zed out. But those <laughs> of y'all familiar with Pot Liquor Podcast, we are back. This is our twenty third episode, and as always, we start off with a wow. So we're going with a familiar face. That is Miss Rosa Parks. Nice picture of Rosa right there, right? I love that picture, yes. Uh, She said, you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right. You never. Uh, That was suggested by one of our super producers, Mr. Gregory Parker. So she's basically saying, you know, don't be fearful when you're on the side of righteousness. Um, that's what I get from it. And you know, Rosa is responsible for starting the Montgomery uh, boycott. So what say you, partner? I agree. And I think that I can sum this up by saying basically that we have to do what's right at all costs. So even if you're afraid, if you're fearful, you have to do it anyway. And I'm sure that's what she went through with the bus boycott because it takes courage to challenge authority. And that's what she was doing, challenging authority because it was the law that she couldn't sit where she was sitting, but she refused to move. And that indeed takes courage. And I'm sure there was a little bit of fear that she had, but she overcame that and just to do what was right. So, truer words were never spoken. So, that is Miss Rosa Parks' words of wisdom. 
You must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right. I love that music. And let us move on. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that I like, and that is Crocs. I love Crocs. I sound like Oprah when she says, I love bread. I love Crocs. <laughs> you love bread too. That's what you want to say, Dr. A. <laughs> it ain't good for me, but I do love it. Yes, let me tell you something about Crocs. So for a long time, I didn't have any Crocs. And Crocs are very popular. And my kids asked for Crocs. And I got, my daughter wanted a white pair of Crocs. I got her a white pair of Crocs. And my son, I got my son a pair of like uh, camouflage Crocs. Because I always thought they were kind of ugly and like, you know, silly looking or whatever. Until I tried them. So once I bought my first pair, like literally... 2022. So these are one of the first pair that I bought. These are like um kind of like an orange color. And these are super comfortable. Cream sickle. That's what you would call it? Yeah. Cream sickle. Okay. It's kind of like a very vibrant orange. Yeah. Um, these were like one of my first pair, and they're comfortable. You can wear them anywhere because you don't you're not concerned about them getting wet because of the material it's like you can just you know they just dry off they're like kind of I don't even know what you call this material some type of um plastic or foam I'm not sure but super comfortable very cushiony it's got like the inside with these little divots that massage your feet so this is one pair but once I had the first pair, I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. They're so, you know, you can match them with your clothes and get different colors. And they also have these. These are a pair that I bought that I've decorated with what they call gibbets. Something that. Um, is that black or blue? These are black and these are the platform Crocs. So they have a thicker sole. And so you get even more um, comfort and cushion and shock absorption. And I put like little gibbets on it to, I got these off of Amazon and you stick them in the little holes that are in the shoes and they're cute and fun. How, how, do, how do the gibbets feel on top of your feet? You don't feel them at all. Okay. Cause there's a lot of room and that's what makes Crocs so comfortable. There's lots of room in there. And look at this pair. This is a silver kind of sparkly pair. You can kind of see, um, and these are also platform ones. So do you do you wear these out? I wear them out. Yeah, I just kind of you know match them with my. But wait a minute, let me let me let you see this pair. So this is a black and white stripe 
kind of zebra pattern and look at my delta sigma theta gibbets aren't those cool so yeah. i decorated these with the um delta gibbets and i got the gibbets off of amazon what i like about these shoes is that they're versatile they're comfortable again also they is that can, a personal gibbet what do you mean is that you or just no that's not me it's just you know a cute delta girl we're all okay. cute all of us delta girls are cute so it's just a cute delta girl and you can match them with your you know you can switch them up and match them with your clothes i got one last pair to show you these are in the box that it comes with they that fly <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it you know you know me i'm like these shoes can be as expensive as like 50 60 a pair so i usually buy mine discounted of course you know i'm the fruit frugal fanny the budgetista and so i got most of them i get from ross marshall's tj maxx you know i'm a bargain shopper and they'll be like 20 25 dollars can we see the shoes okay and here's <laughs> the last pair these are like a tie-dye those are the ones that were in the box yes okay super cute it's like a tie-dye pattern with like a electric blue color a kelly green color a bright yellow color and fuchsia so i love these and i just kind of match them to my outfits and they're fun comfortable again and you can get them wet wear them in the rain and so i love crocs my husband has them as well the kids my husband he but he keeps his really simple he has a black pair and i bought him like a dark gray pair for his birthday or no valentine's day and there you have it so i have a blue pair um i don't think they're super comfortable um <laughs> And I don't wear them out. I have this thing about when you go outside and you go in some place, you need to have on some comfortable sneakers. Mm -hmm. uh, Y'all call them tennis. Mm -hmm. So if all hell breaks out, you can break out with it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, well, your, heel, your heel game got to be on point if you rock and crop. That's true. Unless, you you wearing, unless you're wearing socks. Because right. I don't see some crocodile babies or <laughs> the rough feet that need to get a pedicure. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. That can definitely happen. So yeah, there we have it. We have crocs. And let us move on. Oh, what's going on? So finally, the news and the suspension has come down for uh, ja Morant. Ja Morant, the NBA has announced that he will be suspended or is suspended for 25 games for the 23-24 NBA season. That is over with. He can get back to um, fixing his, his life and making better decisions or uh, choices. What say you? You think he needs to call Iyanla to fix his life? <laughs> he said he's about to fix his life. Uh, <laughs> he might need to call Iyanla. Yeah, I don't understand the the issue. 
there are a lot of people who like guns um and a lot of people were saying well he didn't break any law and I but he didn't break any law but it's a code of conduct and um and I know a lot of people say well these owners of the NBA teams they're being hypocritical because they own and possess guns I said yeah but we don't know if all of them are waving guns <laughs> on on social media um, that may impact children or kids that look up to him. Um, so, yeah, I certainly haven't seen any owners. <laughs> What'd you say? What you What did you say? I said I certainly haven't seen any owners waving guns on social media. Yeah, but I'm saying like. There could be owners that have gone out shooting, hunting, and have that on uh, social media or what have you. Um, well, so he was suspended for 25 out of what, 82. 82 games that are played in a season. So that's about 82. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about a third of the games he won't he won't be he won't be playing in. And so I mean, I think it had to it, it probably had to be done because even though the NBA likes to showcase its stars because that the star power is what's what, you know, brings makes it exciting and brings people to the games. So I'm sure, you know, they were torn and didn't really want to do this, but because Obviously, Ja Morant is one of the big stars of the NBA, but I think they, their hands were really tied. They had to do it because um, they had to make an example out of him and they have to, you know, make sure that people don't perceive them to be easy on anyone. Everyone should be treated the same, including the stars. So, so I think they had to show that as well. Um, and I think, you know, they had to, make an example of him to show that everyone must adhere to the code of conduct in the NBA, or you will risk losing a lot of money because he won't get paid for these 25 games that he's playing in. Is that correct? Yeah. He lost like 40 million. Right. So I hope he sees, although this is a very expensive lesson that he's having to learn here, but I hope he indeed does learn the lesson that, you know, these things affect not only him personally, but for his family that I'm sure he takes care of. And now he's hurting the team as well. And I'm sure his teammates are depending on him to help them win. And so I think maybe next time, he will think twice about his actions and realize that they have an effect on people other than just himself. So I hope that he, you know, indeed learns this lesson and we will not be here again. The only thing I want to hear about John Morant is that he's headed towards a hall of fame career. That's all I want to hear from him. Well, since you threw that note in, uh, <laughs> I just want to hear that he, it is well with him. You know, I know we talk about the money in his life and we all understand that. But first we have to find out if this young man really wants to play basketball. Um, the, the glee on his face when he's playing 
he seems like he really, really enjoys the sport. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he's searching for more. Is he fulfilled? Um, they talk about the pressure. Yeah. You know, um, that he has. Um, so I'm, I'm just hoping he, he, his well-being, like, you know, how we sing in church, it is well with my soul. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping everything is good with him. Um, I hope that whatever he decides to do, um, he achieves all that God has in store for him. And, you know, we, you know, wish him the best. Indeed. Indeed. Let us move on. All right. We're going to take a trip out to L.A. Question is, what do we do with the unhoused? What do we do with the unhoused? I'm going to let you take this first. Well, I mean, I think that is a very important question about a very complex issue. The issue of homelessness is something that I think plagues many communities across our country. And it's really unfortunate, but specifically in California, it appears that they've spent $17 billion on trying to solve this problem of homelessness almost to no avail. I mean, they don't seem to have really made a whole bunch of progress on it especially considering the staggering statistics in California. California has topped the list for the state with the largest homeless population for more than a decade. And as of 2022, 30% of all people in the United States experiencing homelessness resided in California. And of course, that could be a because of the, the good weather. I mean, if you don't have a house, you might want to be in some good weather where you don't have to worry about freezing and, th and things of that nature, hypothermia and things of that nature. Also, the cost of living is what? Higher astronomical. In California? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if you happen to live in that area, it, yeah. it could be you know, quite likely right. that you could find yourself not being able to afford a place to live. Right. Because in New Mexico, Arizona and like Tucson, um, Phoenix, um, uh, parts of, you know, New Mexico and Texas is like very, very warm weather. Uh, I'm not saying we I'm in Houston and there is um, the unhoused are down here too downtown near the bus depot that's if you go to most major cities that's where you're going to see them but they're talking about uh it, the new mayor is talking about like just providing shelters are not enough you know so the the, the 17 billion dollars is really for like affordable housing uh for folks to live in because everybody that's unhoused um there are underlying conditions for it, but some people are just, some people function. People don't understand that there are people that work that are unhoused, That's that have full-time jobs, yeah, um, but they just can't afford it. Like out in Seattle, I remember we saw the special in about Seattle and the rising costs to live out there, mm -hmm. uh, and people don't want to spend, you know, two-thirds of their check on rent 
you know, um, and and that's the issue in this world. Like you, you have to pay to play, and if you want to live somewhere decent, you almost have to go to a city that's not heavily populated. Um, that's not one of the more popular cities. Um, that's a good point because I think financial advisors generally um, suggest that you spend no more than 30% of your income on housing. So the fact that what you're saying, people are spending two thirds, you know, you don't have any, I mean, if you can afford to pay uh, for rent or mortgage, you, you're not going to have much left over that. And so you can see how quickly you and can that's end not, up. And that's not living. And that leads to depression. Yes. That leads to anxiety. And that leads to people like. Drug use. And yeah, trying and, to or just or giving Self-medicate. Yeah. yeah. But here's another staggering statistic. Out of the 233,832 people in the country that are unhoused, Half of those live in California. So 115,491 unhoused people are in California. That's half of the whole country's unhoused population. That is crazy. I mean, I don't know if that's because California is, you raised one of the issues, the cost of living is so expensive there. It's also one of our biggest states um, in the country. you know, so obviously you're going to have a larger population there. Um, but that's crazy that half of all the people in the country that are unhoused live in California. Um, so I'm just hoping uh, because they have, I know, elected a a new mayor in Los Angeles, the first black female mayor of Los Angeles, California, Karen Bass. And so maybe she can lead the way and provide some sort of um, blueprint or, you know, leadership on this issue um, because she has publicly vowed to tackle this problem. I think she ran her campaign on being able to come up with um, a solution to this very complex problem. And it's very complex because, like you said, it's not just as simple as, oh, you can't afford to find a place to live. There are many underlying issues that cause people to become unhoused, including, like you said, mental um, health issues, um, you know, uh, drug use, drug abuse, that kinds of things can lead, those kinds of things can lead to um, someone losing their home. So, yeah, this is if, you know, whoever can come up with, issue you know solutions to this problem um is at this point <laughs> probably going to be gene deemed a genius because this is, this is a very very difficult problem to solve i know that in california they've allotted another billion dollars um plan to go into developing what they call the tiny home project have you heard about that yeah. Yeah. So they're planning to build 1,200 tiny homes that can provide shelter for people that need them. I think that's a great idea because you, you know, in life you find you really don't need much. And, um, you know, speak for yourself. I know, but in terms of just living and because I mean, you see these people um, yeah, that don't have homes using. Room. But you see the people using tents 
yeah. like small tents, like a tiny home is the same size. It's just more durable, you know, that can withstand the, well, the I elements. Think, I think we covered earlier in our podcast that Fisk University, what they did for housing was put like they use the uh, shipping cans that uh, containers that are on the back of trucks. Mm-hmm. 18 wheelers and they made them du- double deckers and so to speak like put one on top of the other and they turned those into home i agree you don't need much and but that's all depends on the person you know um, when they incarcerate individuals there's a reason to me why they use those small cells not just to pack them in probably and 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 um make as much money as possible um but also it's it's a punishment um and it just depends on your your mind like i have a very very good friend that lives on a boat um and you know she is very much into small houses she converted a a mini size bus that you used to people used to ride to school Mm-hmm. Um, like a sub bus and she turned that into a home. Um, so yeah, and you see HGTV there shows tiny homes. I get that, but I think after a while I have to expand. Like well, yes. Yeah. Um, but that's that's me and just my mental makeup. Yeah, but you like, have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think a lot of what's going on like i said with the homeless it starts with the mental and then the physical is impacted by that so yeah yeah it has to be a comprehensive solution right like you said shelter mental health services job services you know it has to be a comprehensive solution for each individual who's going to have Different needs. Every individual is going to have different different needs. So, hmm. and let us move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Disco Airlines flight. So we kind of have a sad story. Churchill Downs investigation into twelve dead horses. Now, when when I heard this story, I'm not going to say I'm the biggest animal lover or anything like that. But, you know, um, I like horse racing, but I wish it could be done without the jockeys on top of the horses. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't like the punishment they inflict on the horses. And then when a horse gets hurt, you know, they lie them out the pasture. Like, what? What good use are they? You know, um, and therefore, you know, the entertainment of others. But this got a little suspicious. But they still, from the last article of I read, they still don't know why, quote unquote, this is happening. A lot of people suspect that it's drugs steroids uh the condition of the track um now they're they're moving away from churchill downs and going to another 
track to race horses on the weekend. I don't know. It just seems all pretty seedy. What's your thoughts? Yeah, and two of the horses had to be euthanized, right? Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, I guess they had some injuries that they couldn't um, overcome, and so they had to be euthanized. And yeah, it's strange that an investigation um, has not found a common factor linking all of these fatalities of these horses. And so, and they, and they even tested the, the track surface, like you said, and there were no abnormalities found. So it's like a mystery um, of, as to why these horses died. And I mean, I've always just personally loved horses. Like I've never been an equestrian or anything or learned to ride a horse, but I always thought a horse was the most beautiful, majestic animal that just represents strength. I mean, anytime you have a car that, <laughs> you know, basically talking, you know, referring to horsepower. horsepower, right. That tells you how, 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 you know, strong they actually are. Um, and I always admired them like in the, you know, the Christmas commercials with the Clydesdales with yeah. the sort of bushy feet. Yeah, they're so beautiful. And even when I was little, I wanted a pony. So yeah, I I have an affection or affinity um, for horses. And so like you said, this is a very sad story that these horses had to die. But I'm glad that, you know, they um, implemented new safety measures after they conducted an emergency meeting between the track officials and the horsemen, the people that take care of the horses. Um, and so they decided, for example, they were going to restrict horses from start to starting in only four races during a, an eight week period. They also decided that they were going that any horse beaten more than 12 lengths in five consecutive starts would not be able to race again until approved by the equine medical director. So, you know, if a horse keeps losing, it's like, okay, something's not right. They have to get checked. So that just caused me to make an observation, Dr. A. And my observation is that when 12 horses died and they didn't even know why, they said, we have to do something about it. And they implemented safety measures, right? But when children are murdered in school and they know exactly why, nothing changes. They know exactly why and they know exactly how and nothing changes. They don't, they don't, there's no investigation into what we can do any you know any legislation that we can pass it's like oh guns don't kill people people kill people that's what we hear so yeah i'm glad that they're taking care of the animals but can we take care of the children can we take care of our citizens i i don't see we can't do all of the above I don't think yeah, take care of the horses, murder. but have the same have that same energy when something when people end up dead. 
That's that's all I'm saying. I don't want to go down this hole, but we have to. Because I got to ask you a question. <laughs> Do you think there are larger protests for animals than there are for people when people get shot? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. We hear from PETA. Uh, Michael Vick gets locked up. Uh yeah. Do, do you I, think? Remember the, remember wait, wait, wait. The, do you the, think Michael the Vick that almost killed the kid? The and they what? Had to kill, remember they had to kill the kid. The kid they the had gorilla. to kill a gorilla. Yeah. And people were like, "Oh my God, they killed it!" Or you know, yeah. People do protest, but I'm just saying, this but is you, just an you, observation that I made. I'm. That's all okay. I'm doing is just making an observation. Is my observation reasonable? Does it make sense to you? No, I understand, but I, I I've never seen a protest. Maybe the the gorilla protest at the zoo. There was a conversation about that, but when people die, like when police kill people, those protests are pretty large. They're out there. See, I'm just saying, like protests are fine, but I'm saying action. These people took action on behalf of these horses. They took action. They implemented safety measures. They moved the race to another facility. And they don't even, they just like, we got to do something. They don't even know what the problem is. But they were like, we got to do something. This is when I come in and say, like, I I try to bring all the facts into the situation. Since these killings have been going on uh, by the hands of law enforcement. Let's just talk about that. Or even the lady that just recently shot through the door and killed um, her neighbor. Yeah. Right. Uh, Who was just trying she, to retrieve her child. Right, right. Ridiculous. She's arrested and that's an action taken. You know, hate crimes um, for the killing of people is an action taken. Police cams for the the killings of of black men at the hands of law enforcement is an action taken. Sometimes I understand that that action still doesn't um, excoriate the cop. It more so sometimes exonerates the cop. But I'm saying like to say one thing is going on with that. I think this action taken against the the horse the animals, okay. Um, you do have PETA, but you do have like BLM and you do have organizations that are making noise, um, that are protesting, that are implementing policies um, to protect. I just don't want folks to think like we doing all these things for these animals and nothing for humans. Um, I'm just trying to clarify that point that that's that's not the case. Okay, we want to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Right. That's that's what that's the action that we want taken. Mm-hmm. And for the children, we want sensible gun legislation mm-hmm. passed. That's what we. That's the action that we want taken. Mm-hmm. So protests are great, but um, these people in the at Churchill Downs took action. They didn't just talk about it and protest about it, which, you know, I'm all for protests. But I'm talking about taking action that's actually going to make a difference and prevent more more horses from dying. That's what they're attempting to do. And that's what 
that's what we need to do in the in terms of you know the school shootings the mass killings that we're having in our country because we don't have an assault weapons ban so that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about that's all and you can do it for animals you're not going to do it for people that's that's my observation that's it okay and let us move on So it seems like they're at it again. A fight erupts at an anti-pride protest. Uh, this has been going on a lot. Um, state of Texas, state of Florida, just different places mm-hmm. where the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I think I'm forgetting two letters on there too. Uh, I A I A yes I A plus mm-hmm. community. Um, we're having issues with the communities in the field of education. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are on the side saying we shouldn't teach sex ed anymore and it's due to this because growing up we had sex education Mm -hmm. but now they're like leave our kids alone and so you got to ask like what's the reason for that and then now fights are breaking out because they're blaming the school system on being inclusive um, some of the arguments I understand. Um, it's just like some people say it should be an easy discussion. It's a complicated discussion based on how we've been indoctrinated in this society. So it's because of beliefs that we have these discussions or these conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, well, this particular fight happened in front of Satakoy Elementary in North Hollywood. So that's uh, California, Los Angeles, California. When a hundred parents basically showed up to rally against a Pride Day assembly. So they're having a Pride Day assembly at the school. And during the melee, a transgender teacher's pride flag was burned. And like you said, I can understand parents feeling however they feel about children being taught just that everyone should be respected, everyone should be affirmed, Everyone should be acknowledged. It's not about, they, they, they zoom in on the sexuality part of it. And you can feel how you want to feel about sexuality and what people, uh, who people are, basically. I was going to say what people do in the privacy of their own homes, but it's really not even about what people do. It's about who people are. And you can have a problem with, 
or who people are, but I think we need to teach our children. Wait, explain that. I'm saying the parents, the parents, the parents clearly have a problem with who people are. They, they believe that, you know, there's a man, so a lot of them believe, you know, you're born a boy or a girl and that's just what you are. And you, there shouldn't be any same sex relationships, same sex marriages. These are, you know, some people, that's what they believe. And I'm like, I can't change how you believe. But I just think we need to teach our children just what I said, that every human being, regardless of who you are, should be affirmed, acknowledged, respected. And I, I don't like the word tolerated, but that's that's a, a word that people use. Everyone should be, we should tolerate everyone. I don't like that because it implies that you don't, want to you don't want to interact with this person you don't like this person but you're just you know tolerate they're just being tolerated I don't I, I don't like that but I just think that we should teach children empathy and how to just be kind to another human being and so they need to learn that people exist that they may not be used to seeing they they're people that exist who are different from maybe what you have been exposed to. They need to know that so that when they get out into the world, that who someone is has no bearing on how you treat them as another human being. You treat them as just as you want to be treated. So that's all it is to me. That's what it boils down to me. But to these people, who these parents who show up, and protest someone just saying, I'm proud to be who I am. People just waving a flag and saying, I'm proud to be who I am. I'm here. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be nurtured. Everybody wants to be respected. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. And that's a shame in this country when some of us have to wave our hands going, I'm here. I'm going to take up this space. So you might as well just get used to it. And that's all they're doing. Like, hey, we're here. You can't try to legislate us away. You can't try to intimidate us away. And that's all they want to do. That's what Pride Day is about. And so to me, it is, it's counterintuitive and counterproductive. To me, it doesn't make any sense because if, if you don't, agree or you don't like a certain you know you don't you don't like pride day to me it seems like you would stay home and ignore it because when you come and you come and and protest against pride day you know what you've done you've caused this ruckus now you've brought more attention to pride day so doesn't that defeat your purpose? Like to me, I mean, we it can't even put it. I, like I said, to me, I'm back into the rationale of it. It's not just there are people who get angry because people are protesting against them. That's why King was trying to use nonviolent. Like what King is basically saying, what they're doing to us is despicable, but I can't have you go out there and initiate 
Okay, but hold on. Back up, back up. The pride, the people, pride day, they weren't protesting. They were just saying, they were just, it's like kind of like when on pride day, they have parades and things of that nature. It wasn't the pride people that were protesting. It was I know that. Against, right. But so when people came down there, this was an anti-pride protest. Protest, right. So the prideful people were coming down against the anti-pride. That's like godly people going to an atheist rally and speaking out against them. That's like black folks going to a Klan rally and speaking out against them, right? And so that's what caused the ruckus. So I'm just saying that because you say, why go? Well, the people who were there were the ones who were against pride not pride people starting a protest. You understand what I'm saying? So what did the parents come for? I thought the parents were coming saying, stay away from our children. Yeah, stop stop teaching this in right. this, this school. They're, they are the ones who had the protest. They that, initiated the protest. Right, the parents. Right. The ones that, so if you if you are against so pride. Who's fighting they, them? Who was fighting the parents? The pride people. So the pride people weren't, the pride people came to the parents' protest. See, I thought it was. Right. It was an anti-pride protest. I'm so confused. Yeah, no, you you because you're thinking like every time when it's a pride protest, <sighs> when it's a, it's, pride is a word that they have um, incorporated and used. And so, are you serious? Hold on. So, pride. I thought pride with the rainbow flag mm -hmm. means I'm proud to be LGBTQIA plus. Right, and this is an anti-pride. So protest. Okay, because we see the we see in the picture the 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 pride flag. Right, they're coming down. That's like if the clan had a rally and they had the swastika and brothers was coming down there with the red, black, and green flag. Okay, but this is the part. Okay, so this is what I thought. I thought the pride flag was there first and then the parents came, the anti-pride people came and said, no, you can't do this. This is wrong. You shouldn't be teaching our children about this pride stuff. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I thought was happening. There was a confrontation <laughs> Yeah, that would be a pride protest. And then the parent uh parents coming down to the parents are the you ones that was saying <laughs> it's it's a, if you look, can you can you see the picture up there? I can. Let me see. You see where it says uh teach my kids math and science and right. English, and it right. says not whatever. So th this is theirs, and then there's something uh okay, something this is education. okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but okay, so this is, okay, let's read the first paragraph of this article. It says, a fight erupted outside a North Hollywood elementary school Friday morning as more than 100 parents rallied against a Pride Day assembly, bringing to a head weeks of turmoil that saw a transgender teacher's LGBTQIA plus flag, pride flag burned. 
So in my mind, I was thinking, oh, the school is having a Pride Day assembly and people are saying, hey, we're proud of who we are. You know, LGBTQIA plus people exist. You know, this is when we celebrate that in June. And then the parents were like, oh, we're going to go and interrupt and disrupt this Pride Day assembly. You see what I'm saying? That's what I thought was happening. And so what I'm saying is they would, the, to me, in my mind, the parents would have been better off not saying anything because then this story wouldn't have, there wouldn't be a story is what I'm saying. They just would have had their little Pride Day assembly and gone on about their business. And we wouldn't be talking about this. But they're giving me now an opportunity to affirm every human being. And to and that includes LGBTQIA plus people in that community. So I love everybody. And I love... L, I love the LGBTQIA plus community as well, because anyone who identifies as a human being deserves to be loved. That's that's just my position. So a person against LGBTQ, was it IA? Mm hmm. Or LG. LGBTQ, LGBT, okay, I did say the T, QIA plus. Mm -hmm. They're basically saying what you're saying. Let us be recognized. Some parents are saying, I don't want my kids taught about you, you and your politics and your sexual behavior. See, that's and, my point, Dr. And, that, and that's where the indoctrination comes in, that this is a heteronormative society, and that's what we've been indoctrinated under to just think heteronormative. We're not looking at other people right. who are classified as queer. So right. That That's an issue that we need to address. Indeed. Yeah. Before it erupts into situations like this, like you're fighting somebody over their beliefs and their identity and how they feel physically. And, and what sense. does that what does that require, Dr. A? That requires education. And that is why we have to educate young people so that we can grow up in a peaceful society. You see what I'm saying? That that that's where I am with it. So, but if you're heavily religious, you're okay. gonna go the other way. <sighs> I go back to the Bible with them, and I say, you know, if all God's people are created equal, why are we lambasting this community? Even using the Bible, we've all committed sin. Like, we could talk about the queer community all we want to, but there are a lot of people out there that are not married, that are having sex and fornicating and what have you, but we're not going to 
uh, anti. We're not having pro fornication rallies. Oh, you know, we're not going arguing against uh, fornication. And this, I might add, is a public school, I believe. Yeah. So you raise a you raise a valid point, and so if you feel that strongly about your religion, and you feel that go to a Catholic school. Thank you. And I might add that even Catholic schools are softening on this issue because I went to a Catholic high school. And we had an issue where the alumni were not allowed to, you know how when you, when you uh, become an alum, alumni of a particular school, you will have the notes about what people are doing and updates, marriages, uh, births, deaths, things of that nature. At one point, they were not acknowledging same-sex marriages. And so if there were lesbians... Um, and we all know there were probably lesbians there. Um, they would not allow them to uh, announce their marriages to another woman. And there was some backlash from the alumni, and then they changed, and now they do allow that. Yeah, we can look at the priesthood. Like, if you watch the movie Spotlight, all those priests that molested young boys and girls, you know, and they they make a vow of celibacy, a lot of them do. Um, so they're not even supposed to be having sex. Isn't that something? And so that's the point. It's like, seriously, Catholic Church, you're going to keep people from, you know, announcing their marriages, their same-sex marriages, and yet you have priests, Catholic priests, molesting children. Right. So well, it's a sin yeah. what they're doing. So uh, somebody that's religious, they will say, well, those Catholic priests need to be held, held accountable. But we still go on by scripture. It's a heavy indoctrination. My whole thing is like people who identify as queer, they're like, why do we have to have a conversation about who we are? I agree. And me too. Uh, ex I agree, except if you're fighting against the church. Because the pastor would tell, you know, a parishioner, like, y'all ain't supposed to be fornicating. and y'all sinning. Uh, I can say I haven't, I've never been married, and I'm uh far from a virgin. You know, I mean, down here in Texas is. Um, and you love the Lord. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Down here in Texas, there's a, what do you call that law? That um, When you've been with somebody for a long time. Oh, common, common law. law. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be common law. But this is an interesting topic. And for the sake of time, we yeah. are going to have to. And let us move on. <laughs> I can't wait to come to you guys' funeral. Oh, you guys' wedding. You said funeral, right? I'm about to bury you. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We're friends like oh, that. God.
All right, so we're with our second plug of the day. And this goes out to Igloo. One super product that Igloo have, that's all of those who have been to like a barbecue, a backyard, um, to the beach or to a cookout, you know, you need a cooler. Mm-hmm. Igloo is the cooler company. All right. Let me see what you got. What you got? So here is an igloo with speakers on it, and you just plug your your podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, not I'm not, not your podcast. Your iPhone <laughs> or your cell phone in here. It's a uh, you can do a Bluetooth or you can charge it and connect it right away, and that button in it dumps the music I like that. out of the speakers and it also is a cooler. Put your ice and your little drinks in there. I need to get me one of those. Stat. Or you can go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get the Big Daddy the five gallon joint. Is that the one they dump on the coaches after the after Yeah, the that's the one they do. <laughs> But this one, uh, I, I make my special drink drink yeah. out of this one. Your alpha punch. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Or or even know about it. <laughs> my bad. Uh, but, yeah. So, Igloo is our brand of the day. Well, all right. And let us move on. All right. have a question it's a question address the question this is a question so what's the question answer the question all right the question of the week a cowboy rode into town on friday he stayed in town for three days and rode out on friday how is that possible? I'll say it again. A cowboy rode into town on Friday. He stayed in town for three days and rode out on Friday. How is this? How is that possible? Remember potlickershow at gmail.com. Email that answer in and you will get a prize. Last week, the question was, if you have one, you want to share it, but once you share it, you do not have it. What is it? Partner, you remember the answer? I do not. Yeah. I'm stumped. And, and is it an opinion? No. Because <laughs> uh, you keep your opinion. It's a secret. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Okay. So remember, a cowboy rode into town on Friday. He stayed in town for three days and rode out on Friday. How is that possible? 
So I would, today we're going to highlight for our little known black history fact, Dr. Robert Fulton Boyd. Dr. Robert Boyd was born in 1858 in Tennessee to enslaved parents, and he graduated from medical school with honors in 1882. He was a physician, professor, hospital founder, school principal and bank president. He ran a private practice, a public clinic, and he founded the National Medical Association. And he was its first president. The National Medical Association is a group, national group of black physicians. And Dr. Robert Fulton Boyd was one of the founding members of this organization, Dr. Robert Fulton Boyd, our little known black history fact. Love that song. And let us move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is the Black Owned Podcast. And basically, this is our third plug of the day. Uh, it's a podcast touching on all current events in the world with honest opinions. Right. The Black Owned Podcast with Deshaun Holmes. All right, so we want y'all to check that out on all the I podcasts. love that. I love that logo. Platforms. I love that logo. It's nice. Nice. So what do they talk about? Black-owned businesses? Everything. Everything. Okay. Gotcha. So it's, you know, I guess you would say businesses, but sometimes it, it goes into a let us move on. Oh, hell no. 
Oh, hell no. Okay, just wanted to hear that a couple of times. So, Harvard Medical Morgue Chief charged with selling body parts. Oh, no, Dr. A, tell me it ain't so. I didn't see the picture. Please say it ain't so. That is him. (laughs) Please say it's not a brother. Please. I just knew. Oh, my God. You were like, it had to be a white man if he was um, at Harvard, right? No, just doing this something this crazy. Uh, he ain't the only one that's done it. Oh, my God. Brother, why? Brother, why? Okay, what happened? What happened? That, Tell that, that's why I threw this on. <laughs> right. That's why I thought that was very fitting. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna believe this one. Dr. A, go ahead and tell him what happened. <laughs> so simply put, uh the, the chief of the morgue, it's you know, uh it's if you go to medical school, your medical school students, you know, they use cadavers, cadavers, I'm sorry, um, to go over the anatomy. It's like when you're in high school, you're dissecting the worm. Remember that? Oh, frog. Oh, yeah, you dissect that, you split it open, you pin it down, and you look at the different party. Well, that's what they do in medical school. Mm-hmm. And they name the person. So this individual um, was selling body parts because it's a profitable more... Uh, um, it's a pro- uh, profitable business, even if it's on the black market. So he was caught selling body parts to... Um, different places um and they were making a lot of money doing so Tens but he got thousands. busted and for that you know we say oh hell no all righty can i just say this to me just <sighs> this just demonstrates how far we've devolved as a society i mean selling... this has been going on for years but yeah. body parts i mean yeah. these are these were donated Right. Bye. So they, they're going to get dissected and thrown away. So he's he might be in his mind to justify is like, well, you know, you can't lose what you didn't have. Uh, and but it's going not, to, but it's it, it's still going someplace. It's disrespectful though, because families have donated these All right. so cadavers. Say for, they, for and I'm not trying food. to justify what, he, what what he's doing. He's probably thinking in his mind a lot of bodies are sold to Harvard because people are offering sold him to Harvard. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? Bodies sold to Harvard. These yeah, are donated. donated. Yeah. Not donated. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. A lot of a, a bodies donated to Harvard Medical. Right. It's so the I, anatomical he, gifts program. That's what they call it. Anatomical gifts program. Right. So now he might saying like, okay, Harvard has enough of these. So other schools may be looking for, you know, some medical schools may be looking for some bodies, bodies on the black market. No, I doubt it. Yeah. I'm telling you, this has been going I mean, on. Because Harvard said that they had nothing to do with this, and of that this was they didn't a have anything to do with it. He was, was, right. He, so you think other schools are going to have something to do with this and ruin their whole reputation if this comes out that they're buying body parts? No, 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 no. Because do you think other? You, do you think he's going to tell on the schools? 
Well, that's what I was saying is I wonder who is actually the customer because I, I just I can't believe that it would be other schools. It's not worth. And plus, I mean, if school if Harvard is being donated these um, cadavers through the anatomical. They might be writing program. it down. As, so is the other schools. They might be writing it down as a donation and all medical schools aren't treated equally. Why would you pay for it if you can get it, if it can be donated? Because you ain't getting donations. Well, I don't have okay. to go into what schools so, might not be getting donated. Well, let's just say this. This happened between the years of 2018 and 2022. And so that let's and this me thing know, going on before I, know, I got but let me hold on. This is what I'm saying. What I'm saying, I'm this information is coming from the federal indictment. So that's telling me that the government has been investigating this for years because you know they it takes them a while to get their case together to make sure that they win. So that tells me if it has not come out that other schools are involved, then it probably didn't happen. Because, you know, that would be headline news. Okay, so you're thinking, that you thinking locally. That's what you think. I'm thinking. It, you're not thinking happen. about a medical school in South right. America. You're not thinking about a medical school. Um, that wouldn't be in, in the indictment. Yeah. You don't think that would be in the indictment? It might it happen be. all. It happened all across the country. I don't know if it happened all across the world. world we it might that. be. Well, who who are they saying they sold the body parts to? Well, that's what I I didn't see that. That that's what I I, I don't. You know what? I don't even know if I want to know because this is this is crazy. Why this you think it crazy. might be your alma mater? I just don't. If it's if it's your crazy. alma mater, if it's your alma mater, what would you think of your alma mater? Very little. I would think very little of them. And this is I wouldn't. Human. You know why? Human body parts, including, but listen, Dr. A, including brains, faces, skin, bones, heads. I mean, brains? Like, uh, oh um, Kim, there are brain surgeons. And then the other thing is, what are, I mean, it's, the uses are limited. Like, what can you do? First of all, these are dead bodies, so it's not like you can do organ transplants or anything. Uh, oh Kim, these are going to medical schools. Are you sure? Where else would they be needed? You can't use a dead leg as a prosthetic. I mean, I don't know. That's what. That's why I'm saying I don't know if I want to know what people are doing with these body parts. Again, I said if your alma mater, people could be eating oh, them. People could be your alma mater, and if somebody hasn't watched the show, they don't. I'm not going to tell them what school you've been to. But those listeners who do watch the show know at least one of your alma maters, right? Or they should know both of them. But if your alma mater or Georgetown my alma university mater, and Howard. Yeah, all right, so you just out of them. So if, if Howard was buying this, what would you think of your school? I would be very disappointed. Why? Why do you think they would do it? I'm talking about. I don't per think wait, they no, would no, no. This I'm is, talking about purchasing. I'm not talking about selling. I'm talking about purchasing. Right. You, you listen. It, it's receiving stolen merchandise. You can't do that. That's illegal. And so I would hope a school but with, they're purchasing with, it. A school with the motto truth and service. 
should not be buying. Okay. So this is a good way. This is a good way. You might say I'm controlling. I'm not. I'm just trying to go down my road of reasoning by you allowing you to use your 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 reasoning. Right? And I'm trying to hurry this up. Why would a university purchase body parts? Okay. A university would purchase body parts for probably study, research, teaching. Right. Yeah. So if, if they didn't have it and they weren't receiving the donations and they still wanted to teach, what, what do you think they would do if they could? Solicit donations, maybe? Right. But say um, if none of that's working. To the level what I'm saying to. to you, Dr. A, is that you the the risk that you run of receiving stolen property is not worth your hundred oh, okay, plus so years. This is how okay. you can lose your whole you, reputation like this. That. Is, this is how you think of it. I look at what I, were they doing that was bad? What was their goal? Their goal was. We need bodies in here to teach these students so they can become great physicians. That's their crime. So I look at that and I say, what's really wrong with that? It's a shame that they can't get the bodies, right? So they're going a different route. So like I said, sometimes you might have to cross a line to get attention. Now, say, for instance, if that, if that they come out and they say, well, we know what we were doing was wrong, but we weren't getting the bodies that we needed. Right. And so we took an alternative route. Right. I guarantee you after that, they'll get two, three million dollars in donations toward the cadavers. But there's no evidence that schools were purchasing. This. No, we don't. We don't know that. But I'm right. just saying, so like, I think that's like a, you, yeah. you, people with weird fetishes. I have a skin. Fe I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Or he could be. Given who he is, I'm going to look at how many medical schools are there? Black medical schools are there? Three? Uh, maybe five, because there's Meharry, Meharry, Morehouse, Morehouse, there's Howard. Drew in California, there's Howard. What in California? Drew. Okay. Um, and then Hahnemann, I think. So okay. five. That that's what I'm saying. So he still he still gets the we still gonna give him the oh, oh hell no. And then we're going to I know you ain't selling no body parts. Let us move on. Give it up, give it up, give it up, yo. Give it up, give it up, gotta give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, yeah. All right. The well-known Michael Jordan sells his share of the Charlotte Hornet. J. Cole owned a little bit of that. Um, I thought Usher did. I think Usher might have sold his shares of it uh, for $3 billion. And his part in it was $275 million. So he made $2 billion, and. 25 2.75 billion dollars he gets back um for the team um but what then, an investment but but, but i think uh, those other folks get some too um and he's still, he's still letting go as a black ownership he's letting that go i don't know why but well is. i thought he still retained a minority interest in it 
Yeah, but that's not owning the team. He's a minority. Yeah, it was kind of sad to see that happen as the only black owner. Because I'm wondering why did you need to do it? You 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 you. Uh, did you, you hear two, those numbers you just said? He's worth two billion dollars. Mo money, mo money, mo money. But also ownership. That money every year would be mo money, mo money, mo money. <laughs> it's an investment. It's just gonna go up, go up. Well. Who knows? I mean, are we surprised? Are we surprised that the man who said Republicans wear tennis shoes too or wear sneakers too is selling the team as the only black owner? But that that goes against that argument because keeping the team, yeah, it just. But but the point I'm making, but the point I'm making is that he's not concerned about those kind of political issues and it is a political this is issue. not a political issue it is really. a political issue that there's only one black nba owner what that's not a political issue that's a capitalist issue okay well all of the above it's right it's, politi- it's race no, related which is politics it's not race related it is race, race related how is it's, it not race related if he's the only black owner and that's he, not the reason why he didn't get the the the, the, the why they're not black owners why aren't there black owners? It's not a political money. issue as to why money. there's not black money. Owners. Money. That's not a political issue to you, huh? It involves policy. That's political. It involves policy in this country because policy is what leads to people having enough people of certain races having enough money to be able to be in a position to even acquire this kind there, of asset. There are certain individuals. That's political. There, That's racial. There's there are a lot of people in the in the uh, in United States, black people that are worth well over a billion dollars. And I, I'm not going to say a lot of people. There are okay. over seven. There are, seven there are over seven people that's worth over a billion dollars that's black. Name some black, and that's what seven people. Yeah, I think out so. of how many people you see it what I'm saying. It, it, what I'm saying is, is, is if you're looking at the wealth issue, that's one thing. But there's no uh, wealth gap in this country. Between there is a wealth gap in this country, but yeah. there are enough billionaires. Like when LeBron retires, he's gonna buy a team. But Dr. A, what I'm saying to you is that you cannot use anecdotal evidence to to make a point. The statistics bear out the fact that there's a wealth gap. And that's what that's what people do. You, they go, well, look at Oprah, look at Michael Jordan, look at you and name the seven billionaires. Okay. There were seven people, black people in our society who were able to clear whatever hurdles have been put up. No, there, there's more than that. You don't you don't have to you and don't, they cleared oh, the hurdles. Wait, 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 wait you don't have to be able to be a team. They cleared the hurdles, those seven people and any other multimillionaire black people in our country, they cleared the hurdles in our society, but that doesn't mean that the hurdles are not there. Okay. So you're always going to have some people who were able to figure it out. And that includes me and you, because now um, there's many black people who don't get the opportunity if they wanted it to acquire higher education. I mean, it's so expensive. Only rich people, it's getting to a point where only uh, people with resources are going to be able to afford it if you don't want to have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And so that's the point. 
and you can't look at the five we're going into a different different direction because when michael jordan bought the hornets he was not a billionaire he just he wasn't so they're a collective team even with money though dr a even with money you still that's just one thing you need to have you also need to have the proper connections right yeah yeah, but what i'm saying in the nba in the nba i'm not talking nfl I'm talking about NBA. There's a different tier of black power in the NBA and connections in the NBA. There must be. Owning a team is a large responsibility. That's one. And two, they also look at and dig into who you are. I'm just so you would agree with my overall point. There is a wealth gap in this country between. Yeah, that's changing the argument. That's not changing the argument. That is exactly the point. The point is, is that there aren't going to be very many black people in a position to be able to purchase a team, an asset like this. That's just the fact. You, you, you were saying. Regardless that you're saying Jordan is not. You're saying Jordan is not political. That's why he got rid of the team. He talked about Republicans buy shoes too. I'm saying that makes him a capitalist, right? What I'm saying, what I'm no, trying no, no, no. To Answer say, my question. No, on that one. no, then no, no. Let's not talk because no, you're no. not respecting me. What I'm saying, just what, go what, through my discussion first, and then we'll go through yours, and I'll let you go through okay, yours. But don't do that to me. What? I'm, 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 I'm saying to you, Michael Jordan is a capitalist. That's a, your argument about Republicans buy sneakers too is a capitalist argument, right? right. Okay. Right. What I'm saying, Jordan, hold on to the team. Because if it's worth $3 billion now, in 2027 or 2031, it might be worth who knows how m- many billions. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Stay, Remain a capitalist, brother. <laughs> okay, but I thought you were saying, wait a minute, is the is you know, he's the only black NBA owner. You should hold on to it because you're the only black one. Like we need to have some representation. And so yeah, that's what that I too. Okay. That and too. so in response to that, I'm saying based on his past and what we've seen him do in the past when it comes to these types of issues. That is not something that is going to be at the top of his list as a factor in whether or not he's going to sell the team. That's all I'm saying. Like he's not right, concerned about, oh, I'm the only black one because okay, he's, but, he's not he's not thinking about okay. The I heard what you I heard what you said choices. on that, and I mm-hmm. countered. I count when you came up with your argument. Remember, this is the guy who said that Republicans wear sneakers too. I countered with. That makes him more of a capitalist because he was like, I don't care about these Republicans or these Democrats. Right. I care about, hold on, I care about money. Right. So, That's you, my point. Hold on. so I'm saying if you cared about money, dude, stay with the team. No, but <laughs> Get a GM you, on the team. Do you need, know, you already, you worth more than $2 billion right now. Now, when when the sale go through, he'll be because it says it says it's going to take a while for the sale to go through. But when the sale goes through that, that'll make you worth over five billion dollars. But say if it's 2023, say he waited until 2028. 
Or it, but see, you don't know because it could be less profitable. Yeah, then. It could be. You, sometimes you got to strike while the iron is hot. You got because the team is a loser. Like it's a losing team. If but you can get two, three billion dollars for a losing team, but, maybe he's like, but see, you're not factoring in that he's going to parlay that money into another business venture well, and get the gazillion billions of dollars. Okay, that that, that could be true. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't factor that in. That that could be true. That he's yeah. doing. The team is a loser. No offense to Michael Jordan because of Michael Jordan. <laughs> And, and I love Michael that. Jordan. I love MJ. He's just not as good of an owner as he was a basketball player. That's all. He wasn't able to. I, I wasn't big on MJ. I thought MJ was a great basketball player, but the reason why I wasn't on his heels was because of his 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 politics. I didn't and hate I him. I hear you. And I, I didn't hate you. him. But right. And so to I, me, it's you know, I that didn't bother me that much because I feel like we try to put that responsibility on high profile people to make political statements or make pro black statements. If they're black high profile people, we expect for them to be, you know, pro black on their platforms and things of that nature. But I don't, I don't do that to people because that's not everybody's ministry. Everybody's not called to speak out against those types of issues. And especially if you're not equipped to do so, I'd rather you just remain quiet. Well, that's what he should have done. He, not well, you're not mad at him, but he did speak out. He just spoke out incorrectly. Like to me, if you ain't going to support him, don't say that. <laughs> he basically saying like, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about the tennis shoes? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. And that, that's like, they ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm here dollar signs. Yeah. This is yeah. all about the money. And yeah. Thing funny. Yeah. Right. And so I'm not mad at that. I mean, like I said, everybody is not equipped to when you have your chance to make a change when you when you have a chance to make a change make the change and it's still we talking about it today it's still haunting him today yeah brother i I don't care about that that's a cop out like we don't need to put athlete hey man too much is given much is required you've been blessed with your dna and your ability and your hard work put you at a situation where you didn't even want you didn't even want where you are now you was gonna go with adidas and the right? thing about it yeah but the thing about it is he may have evolved since then but i mean if he has because think about it he was very young and we often talk on we often talk about giving grace to young people you know you look back on some of the things you did and said when you were in your 20s and 30s you know i ain't using so, that ali I'm was young saying, too. i'm just saying ali was did. young too kareem abdul jabbar was super young and they paid for it jim brown was super young and they paid for it You're so right. they took the stand they so made you, some you, sacrifices and, and i'm saying jordan can do jordan can do right. what he wants but that don't mean you gotta exonerate him you can still excoriate that action right there and still like him at the same time. We don't have to be have a perfect slate. I, right. I agree with you. your biggest argument was like, if you ain't equipped to talk about it, then don't say anything. Just be quiet. Yeah, just because somebody else. That's the thing. It shocked me when he said that. <laughs> I was like, he said what? <laughs> I know, right? All you had to do was endorse this one candidate. Or not. Or not. And you said, what? I, I have I, I have my reasons for not endorsing them. And I'll share that. And that's a private matter, period. I don't know, y'all, and then he can say, y'all need to be in my business that way. 
Yeah. I ain't investigating you about your politics. Now, a lot of people would have been like, you know, but whatever. He might have had some information, some details, something personal could have happened. We don't know. But he didn't say that. He basically endorsed the other dude. <laughs> right. I know. Basically, yeah. I mean, he said it wasn't that he's like, that's hot. You know, he when he talked on his last dance, he says, that's Hodge's issue. And I heard he, do, he does give the money. Just like I heard Tiger Woods gives the money. And that's the thing. I mean, he's he supports a lot of causes that um, help black people. But it's always overshadowed by what he did back then. Because it's like almost like too little too late sometimes with him. But I mean, he does do a lot. And I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. So, you know, I love him. He represents right. excellence to me. All right, good show today. And as we break this thing down, we'll start with our, our plugs of the day, which was Crocs, Igloo, and the Black Owned Podcast. All right, our words of wisdom came from Rosa Park. Uh, you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it's right. All right, then, um, our question of the week was a cowboy rode into town on Friday. He stayed in town for three days and rode out on Friday. How is that possible? A little known black history fact was Dr. Robert Fulton Boyd. All right. Um, I, oh, hell no. Went to the Harvard Medical Morgue chief charged with selling body parts. And we gave it up to Michael Jordan who sold the Charlotte Hornets for a reported $3 billion. All right. Uh, and we would like to thank myself, Kim Parker Jackson, and Gregory Parker for putting this show together. And as always... And yes, I do want to take a moment just to acknowledge again like I said at the top of the show, happy Juneteenth. Today is Juneteenth, June 19th. And Juneteenth honors the day in 1865 when Union troops swept into Galveston, Texas and told the enslaved Africans there that they were finally free. And so that's what we want to celebrate today. Happy Juneteenth. And we also want to thank everyone for taking time out of your busy schedules today to hang out with us. And as always in parting, we wish you love, peace, and soul. And so, y'all, we will see y'all next week. <laughs>